Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. So glad y'all could join us um, as we have not only an in-between Sundays, but we have an in-between the passage that we're in the middle of. A double whammy. Double whammy. That's a classic double whammy. That's right. <laughs> and all four of us are here. And all four of us wow. are here. It's which is while. just, yeah, it has been a while. I mean, there's there's always something. But that's Man. that's the nature of trying to get four people together, I think, right now. It's just it's true. hard. Um, but excited. Good to see all of you. Your Man, shining faces. Great to see you. Anybody mm-hmm. have any storm damage yes. from... Uh, from Sunday night storm. Not my house proper, but my parents' house, a whole telephone pole went down. Oh, that's so that doesn't happen very often. Snapped at the bottom. Snapped at the bottom. Uh-huh. So it was, I mean, it was quite a thing for not having any damage at my house. And I've got a big tree that's got some dead branches in it. Nothing came down. Hey, Alan, <laughs> is that a lawsuit? <laughs> I don't think in so. John's parents' favor. <laughs> I'm asking because you're listening. God, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, good luck with that. Yeah, um, I don't know if you can hire Alan to, to sue God for you. Oh, that's true. I I wouldn't want to. I feel like my odds would be really bad. <laughs> Things that going against not that God. we don't have a lot of confidence in Alan. Right. It's just I you have know. superior confidence in God. <laughs> but y'all didn't really have too much damage, Chris and Paul. No, we nope. didn't have much. We Good. just had little I mean, branches and stuff. It was weird to see. There's some stuff out here at the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that was wild. Was apparently near here was where some yeah. pretty significant down guts. That house that's between here and Gresham. Mm-hmm. I mean, that huge pine tree looked totally healthy, just snapped off in the middle. Like, oh. that was not a, there was a down, there was some kind of gust of wind right there that, that was at, unlike anything I was having in my house. Yeah, right. So it's just like, weird how that happens. We had like I could definitely hear some strong winds, but then to have things like that happen, I was mm-hmm. like, "Wait, where was the tornado?" Right, exactly. That we didn't hear about. Yeah, but, it's it's pretty rough, man. Well, anyway, well, yep. leave it leave it to a storm to remind us how powerful God is. That's right, go. exactly. right. And we're jumping back into First Samuel chapter twenty five. Twenty five. Yep. Yes. We're gonna. We got down to like verse seventeen, eighteen, but we're gonna start back in fourteen this week. Okay. About the the shepherd boy coming uh, to Abigail <clears throat> behind Nabal's back, like, and hey, saying, "Here's what's going on." I know this guy's a fool, but I want to live. Yeah, exactly. I would sure like to survive the yeah. night. I don't really want. Um, and he's by the way, and he's seen David and his men in action. Yeah, so he knows, and so. You know, he's he's extra nervous about um this is this is not a he, he knows this is bad. Yeah. So that's a that's something to keep in mind as we're looking at this. I saw your husband yell at these guys that are like really good at killing people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it's gonna go well for us. Yeah. I was saved before. I have this stick. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two, two sticks. Two sticks. Sorry. I don't think it's going to do it. Um, I think it was interesting, you know, unpacking, and I think, Paul, you referenced this last week, you know, trying to get into David's headspace a little bit here. You know, mm. he may know that his wife a has been given to another man. Yeah. Uh, he's been chased around in the wilderness for a while. You know, go, going camping can be fun, but, you know, enforced camping in the wilderness because you're not allowed to go home is mm-hmm. probably a little different. Um, yeah, enforced by your father-in-law of all people. Right. Um, 
that's 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 a scary yeah. heading. But but when you think about and then and then now Samuel has died. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was any type of I don't know restraint on Saul, he just died. Yeah. And so how powerless alone David must feel in the midst of this. And I I think there's a sense in which, you know, Nabal's arrogant rudeness is kind of the last straw for mm-hmm. David. Like, I can't, you know what? I just can't anymore. When you said yeah, that I can't last do week, this one. that made sense to me. Yeah. Like, oh, he's done. Mm. Yep. Which to me, this, if you factor in all those things, this almost brings out even more the humanity of the situation, yep. especially with David of like, Okay, a strap on your sword. A strap on your sword. Yep, this I can kill dead. this one. This guy's dead. He <laughs> this, is not anointed. This one is not anointed. I feel like I can kill this one. <laughs> exactly right. Just listen to his name. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a. You wonder if doing if everybody the a favor boy here had seen David and his men strap on swords before. Yeah, like he he may have seen that moment. Like I didn't see them strap on swords, but I've seen them do it before, and I know that's what they just went and did. Yeah. And let me just tell you how this works out for the people who David and his men strap on swords about. So it's just, this is not it. So I, I think he's at, a, I think this is a great example of what we've talked about in our Christian lives, how it's like, it's a little bit like Elijah in the mountain. Like he's just had this huge victory. David has just been over the top faithful in regards to his devotion to Saul and trusting in God instead of himself, all these different things. And yet, and he it, guess Satan hits him when he's weak. Yeah, and again, I would I mean I for anybody who I think has experienced a, a moment of godly faithfulness that is outside of our natural you know what we do on a general basis, that's immediately what happens is yeah. yeah. Lord puts him down. Yeah. Oof. That's like that's tough. That's tough. There is a and, there is a yeah. toll there, and that's what it was. That's what we were trying right before we started the podcast. We were trying oh, to yeah. remember what, what we, we were talking were, about, <laughs> what we <laughs> talked about after we recorded the last podcast a um, week ago. A week ago, there's no way to today's conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is an interesting play on words, maybe uh, clever by the writer here. Mm-hmm. Um, where we do have the death of Nabal, but we have, you know, this explanation of him in the, in his passing being, you know, the night before being married with alcohol mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. right drunk. And in particularly the uh, Hebrew word for wineskin is Nabel in E-B-E-L. And so Nabel being empty, emptying his Nabel and, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then he's emptied. And then he is emptied. Yeah. Right. Wow. Almost I remember that like now. He, the only thing he has is his wine to fill him. And when that's all out, then he has he's nothing. Gone. And then the Lord takes mm. him. So Man. again, an interesting play on words here. Um, and a, a, a weird, maybe even fulfillment, even closer fulfillment, what you were saying, John, of how the Lord took care of this. Because, you know, David in, in verse 22 um, you know, it says, God do so to the enemies of David and more also, if by morning I leave so much as one male of all whom belong to him. And male means, or is... Male here in English yeah. is just mm-hmm. obviously uh, translated just as a man. Mm-hmm. In Hebrew... That's liter- not that's not exactly what they said. <laughs> yeah, the literal Hebrew here 
is essentially one who urinates against a wall. Oh, interesting. As the description of so a male <laughs> being able you're to not stand. not a man unless you peed on a wall. Right. And I think we can all agree. <laughs> and you can go. And, and, and so this, again, this idea of... As growing up in Africa, man, I... That resonates really, really well. With I don't me. know. East Texas is not That's, a lot yeah, different than really that. Different. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. Pee on I, a tree. No, no. And so you have David vowing that he wouldn't leave anyone who could urinate against the wall. And then in Nabel's house alive. And then when <laughs> Nabel finishes out His the wineskin wine and finishes urinating, he is now emptied and then now taken. So. Man. Some interesting Hebrew here, for sure. Wow. And worth sharing on maybe a podcast. Yeah, not yeah, on. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know how yeah, you're exactly. going to work that in on Sunday morning. I don't know, but the, the, the last third part, grade boys might the last love part, yeah, exactly. See, might see what rough. all you get by being by listening to the podcast, Alan. Right. All this extra. <laughs> Alan. And uh, that's probably, I'm sure the boys have got some experience with that kind of stuff, so I'm no, not, I think I'm you're not right. worried about it. Tiffany's boys are probably uh, to all of our ladies experience. listening. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think you're probably right. Sorry about you, but um, I think that is interesting. I, so, I, what struck me about that little passage is it it seems like very much so a mirror of um, of uh, Belteshazzar. No, Belshazzar. Um, like the writing on the wall. The writing on the wall that like uh, he's he's partying, not knowing that his doom his doom is coming. His doom is coming. Like yeah. actually entering the city yeah. right now. And, and so it has the a strong may sense be of that. constructing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're dig an they're digging under wall. the wall right now. Yeah. yeah, yep. And he's partying. So yeah, there there does seem a sense of like, nah, this guy's disconnected here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, goodness. Oh, he's just yeah, he's that bad a leader all the way around. Um, but it is interesting that his for some reason his wife telling him about it is given the uh -huh. causation for why it turns him to stone. And I have not gotten to dig into that part yet. Okay. And then um, well, and then speaking of wives, do we? Is there something we need to read into the fact that David takes Abigail as his wife? Is it like, is it a redeemer situation? Is it, is him taking two wives something we're supposed to see like, oh, that's not right? Yeah, or, we will. This, this, I, I will at some point, if not now, uh -huh. later, I may come back to this because we're actually going to see, you know, David is going to have four or five right. wives by the time he's and, done. But, and his current wife has been given away. Right. At, at this stage, we don't know if he has a wife legally. True. Um, he, But at the end of this passage, he suddenly has two. two. Right. Yeah. right. And uh, and so I will I will at some point, I may hold off on Not it from on this, this point okay. and wait until it lists David's children. Oh, um, great. But that may even be in 2 Samuel. I have to go look and see exactly where that is. At some yeah. point, we'll talk about... Um, in the Q and A class on Sunday night, someone yeah. asked about this, and mm. it was um, yeah, I heard that part. It was a it was a good. It's a great. It's a, it is a good question. Yeah. Um, as to you know if and the way the person asked it was like if you were on the outside, wouldn't you use this as a critique? Mm. And honestly, probably yes. Was it at the, the same time, the descriptive versus yes, that's exactly the descriptive yeah. versus prescriptive. prescriptive and so yeah. it's like this is this. There's nothing about this that God is saying. Go and do likewise. Oh, you, yeah, right. you need to do right. this. Yeah. No, that's right. not what's happening. And in fact, the same words here in this passage in verse 40 of sent and took her uh, appear here with Abigail, but then also are the same words in 2 Samuel 11. Um, with Bathsheba? With Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's interesting. Sent and, yeah, uh, and took her. Don't do that. A foreshadowing almost. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and this, what's interesting is this is clearly, we get an insight into Abigail's attitude about it in this right. one. Okay. Abigail is apparently overjoyed. Yeah. I mean, she, she reacts in a way that is a positive, yeah. like uh, this, well, she's her, eager for this. Yeah. Her husband's dead and well, now she's yeah. got a redeemer of sorts. Right. A fool for a king. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now she doesn't have to have a It's a little Nabal different than the other one. Right. Yeah. Versus um, the other... Which, which does, by the way, does stand out. It is intriguing to me, and I'm going to talk about this. The I'm going to reference the idea of you know girl power here, but mm. I mean this this woman, a, 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 seemingly alone at one point, stands her ground in front of 400 armed killers, mm-hmm. and and wins. It it is a incre- the the scariness of this scene mm-hmm. and the the courage, and this isn't a you know, a fake kind of scripted courage. This is, she is stepping in front of a, a, yeah. a, a war a war party and calling their war leader essentially to repentance. Mm-hmm. And and what must be so shocking to her, her years of experience with Nabal, is that David hears it. Mm-hmm. And she, she completely changes his attitude. He repents. I mean, he yeah. completely repents in response to her calling him out. It's a it's a really cool, powerful moment when one of the most powerful men in his own person who's ever lived with 400 men behind him bent on vengeance is stopped by the wisdom of one of this one woman. Um, so it's a I, I love it. I'm going to mock just, a little bit of fake feminine power and instead mm-hmm. talk about this as the same thing. I was reading a uh, quick note that was also comparing the idea of uh, when you were speaking of Nabal passing away and his heart that dies within him yeah, mm-hmm. and how often that the heart is the, um, in Hebrew terms, the uh, source of courage. Yeah. And so that it's all his courage goes out in comparison to his wife who uh. displayed great <laughs> courage. Yeah. Mm. Like again, another, another contradiction of you have a fool and you have the wise and you have now the uh, coward and you have the courageous. Yep. That's interesting. That is an intriguing. There's a lot of play on words here, man. Oh, look, look, I'll sh- you know, it's a couple of fun ones. Um, you know, that you have the fun, uh, the obvious, I mean, I, I think, I think she had to get a smile from David, no matter how, how angry David is and how whatever's going on with him is when she says in the, at the end of her little speech, um, if men rise up to pursue you and seek your life, okay, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Which she, I think, she knows perfectly well is exactly the story of David. Yeah, she knows that David has been pursued now for years by Saul. The life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living, in the care of the Lord your God, and the lives of your enemies he shall sling out like from the hollow of a sling. <laughs> well, huh. I mean, surely that surely gets a grin she, from yeah, David. Yeah, yeah. David's like, okay, you got me. That was that. Oh, was good. she knows. <laughs> she knows are, exactly wait, who she's talking to. Wait, are you are you flirting with me? <laughs> yes. Wait a oh, minute. There have yeah. been more. There, some people have written about. There's this, a, there's this. a line between her. What she is being at this point is respectful and deferential, but also, I mean, unapologetically, she is calling him to repentance. Yeah. Um. And, but there is a little bit of of like comfortability here that she's willing to take with him, uh-huh. and I don't. I don't know that we're supposed to see that in any way negative. It's just her courage, her yeah. stepping up and calling him out as 
she is, is she treat what's wild is in no way does she treat herself as though she is his equal. Yeah. But she talks to him outside of the way she talks, outside of the like, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord to him. Mm-hmm. But the le- the way she ca- talks to him is, it feels almost like an equal. Like it's mm-hmm. familiar. Like it's like, yeah, I can, I, I am in a position to tell you mm-hmm. this. And so I'm going to tell it to you. I am beautiful, and I know you've been at a campsite for a long time, and you've only been around men (laughs) and sheep and sheep. (laughs) That may be her whole. That may be part of it, but I I, it is it it is. That's why when I read it out loud, if you if you listen to that part of it when I read it out loud, I keep emphasizing that my Lord and the Lord, because I think that's all very intentional. That Mm. she's drawing attention to the fact that my Lord and the Lord are two different people. Yes. And and she's drawing that to David's attention over and over again. Um, she even tells him which sins he needs to be <laughs> confessing. There's two, and and one is blood guilt uh-huh. that he is intent on considering blood guilt, and the second one is working salvation from his own hand. Yeah, mm. and so doing God's job for him. And so it's a, it's really complex. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I'm. I've never taught this passage, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly have not had the affection for Abigail that I have by the end of this. I mean, yeah. I'm, I can see why she's thought of so highly, why she's listed among the four or five strongest yeah. women in Scripture. Um, I will tell, so I'll tell you guys, um, obviously, I had to go through what she gives to them. Um, the... Mm-hmm. All the, the parched the, grain, yeah. the raisins, yeah. the cake figs and all that kind of stuff. And so I did this and then kind of divided them out among 600 men. And it is intriguing. All she's really giving them is one, a one very hearty meal. Mm-hmm. Um, a third of a loaf of bread, each of them, when you do the math, would get a third of a loaf of bread, a third of a pound of meat, a quarter of a milk jug of parched grain, a solid cup or two of wine, I'm going to have fun with that because it says two wineskins. And, and you know, we immediately picture the little Davy Crockett, yeah. you know, leather canteen thing we all got when we went to San Antonio, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, wineskins were actually, the probably the wineskins being described here, were essentially you just cut, you just removed everything from a cow. And then you tied off its feet and tail and neck and you filled it full of wine. That's a, That's a lot of wine. That'd be it's, heavy. It's a, a cow-sized thing a, of wine. That'd be almost as heavy as a cow. And given that they're shepherds, most likely it's actually a sheep body. It's a oh, sheep skin. So it's probably, you know, several hundred gallons of wine that that she brings to them. Interesting. But it is a it is intriguing to me. It's not like she's feeding yeah. them for the rest of the year from mm-hmm. this. It is it really is one solid meal. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not. I don't know if this is what David is asking for when he sends the men. Like, is he asking for more than just a a feast day meal? meal. Because he says today is a feast day. Right. Is that what he was asking for Mm -hmm. was a feast day meal um, for 600 people, which is a lot? Or was he hoping for more? And But this is all she had that she could grab quickly. Mm -hmm. But it is enough, certainly enough, for the David and the 400 who have shown up. I mean, it, it would be a good meal if she's like, Listen, while we're talking, you men munch on yeah, this. Yeah, why don't y'all have something to eat while we're eating, while we're Why working? don't you fill your hands with food instead of swords? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So again, uh, some people have played on the fig cakes, by the way. Just as a side note, fig cakes are were considered an aphrodisiac. Mm-hmm. 
And so sometimes uh, when you see in the Bible, you see them give fig cakes to people before like a, a fertility type of thing. But they, we know they were also a just a delicacy, like fig cakes were dessert, yeah. essentially. So well, like fig newtons. I think that's almost exactly. Which are to be eaten by the sleeve. By the sleeve, that's right. As an aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so right. <laughs> oh man, I'm just okay. kidding. Well, there you I'm go. Um, so there you go. I, I, I do, there's I a do lot think, here. yeah, back to when you were calling out the two particular sins, um, with the shedding of blood and the working out salvation, um, for himself. It is again, I think it's got to be striking to, to Abigail that she says that, and then David's response immediately out of his mouth to her is blessed be the Lord God of Israel. Yes. Who sent you mm -hmm. to meet me. Um, I just got to imagine like how many times probably has she called out the foolishness in the ball and then. Oh, had, had, uh, yes. Uh, clearly he not turned to and give credit to the Lord. Yes. Um, and just in his own pride and his own arrogance and his own foolishness, just continue on with his plans. But. I, I have this feeling of like almost, almost like a, a pins and needle of like, she's like, oh, I can't. Did I just say what I said? Like, yeah, I just call him out on this. And then like, uh, how, how's 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 the fool going to yeah. respond? Yeah. Right. And then to hear the words, blessed be the Lord. Yes. And just the the calming sense that probably overcame oh, her. The of years like, of wow. abuse that maybe she's faced yeah. at Nabal. And that's what strikes me is it's. Surely she felt more fear than most people would facing down David. I mean, and anyone would. I wouldn't want to be the guy to step up to these mm -hmm. 400 men but, but the in years. anger. But she, on yeah. top of that, she's faced. It's wild that she is not committing the sin of mm -hmm. trusting, of, of not trusting the Lord to yeah. save her. Wow. And so she is of working out her she own is salvation. Not, yeah, she's coming mm -hmm. to him trusting in God to save her in this moment. Um, and And I just... It's it's one of those moments, especially as a husband and as a man, that because we, I mean, I don't know how many times have y'all heard me in other settings teach about how as men, we don't do criticism often well. We don't mm -hmm. handle that kind of stuff well. I just, my opinion of David at this moment is super high too. Not mm -hmm. that he, I mean, yes, bummer that he lost his temper and he's about to go slaughter, you know, mass murder. But the fact that this but woman, we've all been there. <laughs> but we've all right? been there. Yes. Yeah, but who has Monday a, morning? Um, <laughs> But the fact that she calls him out in front of his men, mm -hmm. I think, and his response is, you're right. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I love it. It's a great challenge. It's a great passage. And that's where I, I like the, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was, well, I hadn't listened to last week. So I think it was the week before when you talked about the idea of David, you know, singing these Psalms in front of his men. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's yeah. picturing a transparency here from David of, and yeah, and I, I'm struggling with this and this is my thoughts and yep. this is how we have to, you know, correct those thoughts and at least, uh, you know, make the attribution of our thoughts towards the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and this seems like the same thing, just a flat out confession from David in a response going straight mm -hmm. to the Lord and saying, yep, and I would have gotten that one wrong. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Lord, mm -hmm. for Abigail. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very cool. Absolutely. Excited about this Sunday. Looking forward to seeing y'all. Be encouraged.